Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the Leap of Faith podcast. Today, I'm being joined by a good friend of mine for this episode. He is a very ambitious person who has just recently, actually within just a couple days, has taken a huge leap of faith for his life. And this leap of faith that he took was attending a college that is about seven hours from where he lives. And it's a Christian college. It's the same college that I go to, which I've mentioned before, Liberty. And he transferred from a community college. So I feel like for him, that's a huge leap of faith that he took. And he's been doing it. And so far, he's enjoyed his time, I think. And David is his name, is a friend of mine that I've known for kind of my entire life. Uh, if you listen to the episode with Ronard, we were actually in the same club, the Friends Forever Club. And we actually attended the same youth group, which is also really unique and cool. And we've just grown in kind of the same way, same friend group. And now he's kind of just taking the reins on his life and is just guiding himself and wherever God takes him and is taking leaps of faith. So, David, you want to go ahead, introduce yourself, and I guess tell us your major. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is David Wall. I just, as Ben just stated here, I'm attending uh, Liberty University now. I'm uh, going to be majoring in communications. Uh, decided to go with that because I... Never really knew what I wanted to do for a living uh, up until probably the last year. I still don't have it all worked out in terms of specifics, but just going to be focusing on communications as a broad topic so that I could graduate and then focus on the options I have. All right, so David, we arrived at Liberty about three days ago, and he's been sleeping on my floor in my apartment in my room. And he's been voibing, and he's going to be moving into his dorm on Tuesday. So that's in two days. So, David, I want to ask, what are your expectations for Liberty, or do you have any? Like, what are you, what are you most excited for about attending a university and a Christian college? Like, what are you expecting, kind of your goals for the year? Just let the people know. Well, there's honestly two reasons as to why I came to Liberty. The first and primary reason was uh, I feel like about maybe a year ago, God pretty much gave me a sign that I had... Actually, no, forget that. I kind of had a weak mentality when it came to things like college and school, and things held me back, such as finances, location. And as previously mentioned, I drove out here seven hours, and the thing is, is like, I wasn't originally planning on doing that. I was planning on staying in state where I was letting money hold me back as to where I would go. And it didn't really occur to me until God gave me a sign that I needed to attend a Christian college, whether it be Liberty, Cedarville University. And I had a whole other options to choose from that I was recommended from friends. But God really spoke to me in that sense and I decided on Liberty a couple months after when I visited so that's one reason second reason 
is for accountability reasons, which I'll get into later. But what I really felt was important to me was surrounding myself in a Christian loving, like Jesus loving environment. And the thing is, is back home where I am, if you don't involve yourself in it, then it won't come. And in terms of where I was, the area I was surrounding myself and the people I was surrounding myself in, like I would surround myself with those people in terms of church, but not education. And the thing is, we all grow up with education, whether we decide to go to college or not, like one way or another, we all have to go to school. And so I needed that sense of accountability and just the Christian environment to really get me going as to where I am in my faith. And my goal for this year is to just develop more, like, more fellowship with people in Christ and to hold myself accountable for some of my own personal struggles and just seek God more and have a more in-depth and loving relationship with him. I love that you mentioned that, you know, maybe your finances weren't all figured out. Maybe you didn't have, you know, your college, everything about college all planned out perfectly to the T. That kind of just shows even just attending a Christian college took a huge amount of faith, you know, that God will provide for you financially, you know, stability, whatever that is, however that may come. You just know that God will work work through your circumstances to provide for you. And I think that's really incredible. Like, that's a powerful testimony to anyone who might be questioning, oh, you know, maybe I don't have all my finances in check or everything in check. Should I go to college or should I seek, you know, that Christian outlook through an education? And I think that's really beautiful what you did. And I think you're totally right that if you're not looking for that community, you're not going to find it, that Christian community. And a lot of people will kind of isolate themselves and kind of be content in that isolation. And they don't even realize how, how much that's hindering them in their faith and their relationship with God and relationship with others. So you to seek that and make that one of your main intentions, I think that already puts you at a place so far ahead of other people who maybe, I don't know, had their college paid for, had their parents forced them to come here, and they're just kind of taking everything for granted. So I can already tell, like, your mindset is preparing you for just achieving your goals, achieving what you came here to do. Going to, like, use every experience to the best of your ability and not take anything for granted, which is, like, really amazing. So I kind of want to ask you what, I guess, is the foundation for that faith? Like, what has kind of built up that faith through your lifetime if you want to maybe go into that I guess a a little bit about your testimony because I feel like that would speak to a lot of people who maybe are questioning or isolating or doing stuff like that and are struggling with that so if you want to kind of go into your testimony a little bit that'd be great okay so in terms of my testimony I view it as pretty much three phases of my life no, not three. Actually, no, 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 never take that back. Two. I see it as two phases of my life. So starting out, 
Um, I grew up in a Christian household, and uh, it was just me and my mom. I don't have a dad. And I think that pretty much solidifies what the first stage of my life was in terms of how I was growing in my relationship with God. Um, I first attended a church in New Jersey uh, by Zarephath Christian Church, and pretty big. Uh, I grew up in the uh, Sunday school and just going to services. And the thing is, is when you're young, I feel like you don't really necessarily know, obviously, like what's going on. You just say things and like, because maybe sometimes you're told to or like, that's just the feeling you get, you know, and you feel prompted by it. And growing up, like I didn't really know what I was doing. Like that connection with God wasn't there. It wasn't until I was probably around like, I don't know, maybe nine, ten, where my mom gave to me a gift and <laughs> it says a lot about me. Uh, it's the Action Bible. And what, for those of you who don't know what the Action Bible is, the Action Bible is pretty much like the Bible, but, <laughs> but it's actually like a comic. It's like an entire, like, it's literally the same length as the Bible. Everything's drawn out and like not as a lot not a lot of words <laughs> and the thing is I'm a visual person person by nature and that really stood out to me and is what led me to my um confession to Christ that he is my savior because let's be honest I wasn't reading the entire bible when I was 10 years old <laughs> so it was with that gift that led me to Christ and the more understanding and connection that I didn't have before. Um, to this day, that's where I have all my knowledge from, from that book. All of God's stories, both from the Old Testament and New Testament. And that pretty much set me on the path of um, growing in God. But um, moving on from that, probably in middle school, I transferred from Zarephath to um, a church called First Baptist. Same church that me, Ben, and a lot of other people have shared on his podcast. And from there, my faith developed and grew even more. And the thing is, is when I brought up phases before in my life, I view it as sort of like, you could call it like obstacles, roadblocks, something in your faith that puts you on halt until God overcomes it. And so the first roadblock for me while I was in like developing my faith was m the presence of my dad. So apparently the last time I saw my dad, I was around two years old, uh, didn't grow up with him. It was me and my mom. Uh, many people filled in the role or spot for him, not in like in terms of a male figure, but I'm just saying like other people that shouldn't have like. For example, like my grandmother, my brother, my sister, uh, just like other people would fill in that whole like that role of a parental figure, even though I knew growing up it wasn't that. And the thing is with my dad was um, like over time, obviously, like, I don't know, like sometimes like you grow up in school, right? And like people like we'll always have those two parents those two figures in their life and I had one and I always questioned it and doubted it and it was like why is it just my mom like why is my dad not here 
and as I kept growing older, it just grew into two forms of hatred. Um, it grew into hatred for my father, and it also grew into hatred for myself in a way, which I'll explain in a little bit. Because I was always reminded growing up why I didn't have a father, not in terms of like a religious aspect, but like in terms of like why he physically wasn't there. And, um, you know, over time you hear it every year, like you const you're constantly reminded and that hatred grew over time. But the reason for the self-hatred was because the thing is, is like when you don't have a dad involved in your life, yet you practically share the exact name as said father figure, um, it's kind of hard because you don't really want to be identified as that um like you just don't want to associate yourself with that and so I grew up just with that sort of hatred in my life and it wasn't until high school around ninth or tenth grade where I was actually able to overcome that um and it was it was uh actually funny enough at uh I think it was my first first week at Harvey Cedars which is a Bible conference for our youth group that we went to for summer camps. And by the end of my first week of high school camp, I was able to come to terms of everything that's going on. And that was when I first let God into my life in terms of associating and dealing with a personal problem of mine. And I was able to overcome that. Um, I forgave my father. Um may not still want to really associate myself with him in that sense, but I forgive him for everything he's done. I pray from time to time about for him that he, uh, I mean, obviously I don't know what he's thinking of or doing. I didn't really actually get to see a picture of him until last year, but just pray to God that he comes to him and may find a relationship with him. And in also that sense of forgiveness as well, I was able to move on from that. I uh, After I turned 18, I was able to change my legal name from David Twyford to my mother's maiden name, which was uh, Wall. So I, know go, I now go by David Wall. Um, but yeah, that was the first phase of my life. And that really took was pretty much the first big step in terms of my developing faith with him. And I'd say the second part of um, this roadblocker sense is something I struggled with for probably the same amount, length of time, like anger with my dad for when I was like, I don't know, elementary school into high school. And then from probably early high school up to, I don't know, maybe like a couple of weeks ago, um, I struggled a lot internally with uh, sexual morality and I actually recently never even really directly specifically told anyone until recently either and I mean at first it was an accident you know like something in high school that just I managed to just pop out of nowhere you know and it's just like wow fast forward it's just like it's like a spiraling mess and um it really drove my mentality and my life as well. And 
there have been times where like I broke down and just like was always asking for forgiveness and for God to help me and just the sins of the world kept holding me back in that sense you'd ask for forgiveness and just for it to be over yet I was never actually I was pretty much holding myself back in that sense and I wasn't seeking solutions until very recently as been stated before where God gave me huge signs and pretty much awareness to myself that like it was <laughs> what happened recently in my life gave me like the biggest answer in terms of God being with me and being present in my life and I was very self-aware of it and that's what drove me to actually reach out to others that I've known in my life like people that I was getting closer with you know not like extremely close but like people in my like older figures in my life um and just I don't think it's coincidence it's definitely God working in my life because I have actually brought this up with Ben at a Harvey camp in the past too and I came to this realization at a Harvey camp as well through multiple figures including my new youth pastor this past year uh um our friend's father and ben he himself is one of those figures and literally within a week like i learned things about them that they were struggling with and i was like that's literally me you literally just described how i have been living for years of my life and that's when I knew that I needed to put my foot down and that was also a reason for me coming to Liberty for the accountability and I'm going to be seeking help um, I'm on a good path right now I've been s starting good habits um, and that's been currently hopefully wrapping up the second part of I guess the what you what I would call a roadblock in my path with Christ and obviously there will always be sin and things to overcome in terms of our walk with Christ and the world isn't with us It'll, the world will always be a, a house of sin and where Satan reigns free yet we need God in order to overcome those things and I'm just very thankful and gracious to God that I was able to take this next step within the faith and f hopefully fully devote myself to him here. Dude, hearing about your early childhood kind of uh, upbringing of Christianity, like the Action Bible, I think that early understanding has kind of completely influenced a lot of decisions in your life up to this moment. Like the bitterness you had for your dad. And I, I don't think a lot of people realize how, like how much bitterness can corrupt your life. And even like you're, you started having like bitterness for yourself. Like you could see that it was kind of like spreading. Cause like a lot of people think, oh, I'm just gonna have bitterness for this one person. But then it kind of spreads to other people in your life without you even realizing it. And I think the only way for people to overcome bitterness is through a relationship with God. And like you definitely had that early on. 
Because a lot of people hold on to that bitterness forever, thinking that it's justified and, oh, he's, they're a terrible person and, like, I deserve to not like them. And being able to forgive a person like like your dad who, who left you is so powerful. And it, that's also a testament to your faith and understanding of what God, how God can influence your life and your thoughts. So being able to, to forgive your dad and kind of squash that bitterness within yourself really just... I guess was a demonstration of your faith and a demonstration of God working through you, which is really amazing. And I think that is also a testament to, you know, understanding God's vision for you, you know, how, how capable you are of forgiving, how capable you are of just using him as guidance. And even with like your sexual sin that you mentioned and how a lot of people are kind of not ready to talk about that kind of part of their life maybe for a lot of young teenagers or young men or young adults or even adults they want to you know compartmentalize their struggles and like bringing it forward to other Christians is the best thing you could ever do for yourself because it brings it forward to other Christians and then therefore like brings it forward to God and then kind of allows God to take the reins on that because like God is always going to be rooting for you and like you mentioned before, if you're not looking for the community of Christians, like you're you're probably not going to find it. So it's like a lot of people want to fight their own battles by themselves. But like we need God for that kind of stuff, especially sexual sin, because that will just like consume your life. And then being able to hear how other people are struggling with the same things and then using that as guidance in your life is so powerful. And I think it's like really incredible how, how you're just kind of seeing God's presence in your life because a lot of people kind of neglect seeing that presence when it's all the time and everywhere and then you seeing that and then using that as guidance to come to liberty to see where God is working is just super powerful so your testimony is really great and you being able to share how your feelings towards your dad how you're able to forgive him your feeling towards, or even like your internal struggles with sexual sin. Because I, I, that's what I think more men need to talk about. Their internal sexual sins. Because that, I don't know, that's the thing that that will corrupt your entire life. Your marriage, your, your friendship, your relationships with people. And that step forward is what's going to bring you towards the light. You know, out of like the darkness, I guess. So seeing how you're so capable of following God's path for you and just recognizing where he's working is going to propel propel you in such a great direction for your life, which I think is amazing. Because, yeah, maybe you did identify with your dad with your last name and stuff and think, oh, I'm struggling with this. Oh, like, I don't know where I'm going. But you're realizing that with God, you can kind of go where he wants you to go. And that's so much better than thinking that, you know, you can't go anywhere. I don't know if you agree with that. Do you agree with that? Yeah. So that's really exciting, David. I think you have a, a great future ahead of yourself. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Maybe any second thoughts that you've had or things that you've maybe remembered? I guess one thing would be not to take God for granted. And another thing would be you can't do anything by yourself. Because in terms of my problems myself, I always, I mean, that's just part of human nature. You try to solve it by yourself, like, in 
when I say by yourself, I mean in terms of like a human standpoint, like we're all full of sin and we're not perfect yet we try and fix it ourselves and that really will hold you down and that's why I am seeking now like I've been uh, seeking accountability from my seniors my elders and just taking that extra step to pretty much grasp the grasp the concept that you can't do anything by yourself which is hard because I'm I consider myself an introverted person I usually don't go well with a crowd. Um, I keep everything usually to myself. And, I mean, some might disagree with me, but that's only because they're really close to me, so they wouldn't know. But, and that sense, my character kind of pretty much bled into my own religious standpoint in the sense that, oh, I can solve this myself, but that's far from the truth because you need God to solve that. There is nothing that you yourself can solve that God can't do. Without God, you there's literally no meaning to anything you do. It'll all be meaningless. That's why his salvation means so much. Because can you imagine just spending an eternity with him in heaven? And it's also really just meant a lot to me recently as well. Like, I feel like not only can this... Can I use these like roadblocks that I've had as opportunities to spread God's word and how much of an impact he's had on my life? But like just the opportunity I've had recently of like, say, for example, just being a youth leader at my church that I grew up in as a participant in my youth group. Now I'm leading. Well, I'm not there presently, but when I'm leading my uh, students whether it be middle school or high school, like I've come to realize that now away from that, like how much I actually enjoyed doing that and something I might want to seek in the future. Because like I said, I uh, never really knew what I wanted to do growing up. And I have a sense of my passions, obviously, but it's not like something I never partook in because of like my own like talents. I was never naturally like good at them. And I want to work at that, but I never really um, came to the concept of finding something I actually really enjoy because there wasn't really anything. I really enjoy music. I mean, that's what I'm currently looking forward to in communications. But now finding myself at Liberty and the experiences I've had as a youth group leader, like I want to it means a lot to me, like just being able to go back during my breaks and just spending any minute I can with my youth group and my students and I miss them already. And it just goes to show like what I could do in the future, the amount of possibilities, like I can volunteer, like it doesn't have to be necessarily like something I get paid to do, but it's something I want to do on the side. And yeah, I could, I think I'd be able to reach out to a lot of people. I mean, obviously you'll always hear the term people like, obviously somewhere in the world, someone will have it worse, but I'm trying not to think about that because the thing is, is that God just takes away all that takes away all the problems that we have. And so, yeah. Brother, dude, I, 
I think communication is a perfect major for you because not only do you speak very fluently, you can kind of articulate your ideas in such a way that it's like really understandable. And just listening to, to you talk during this podcast, I was like, whoa, this guy is like kind of a natural at speaking. Yeah, there you got one more thing. Yeah, no, communication never really actually used to be my forte. Because uh, like a lot of people have different meanings and definitions of what they think communication is and i'm honestly just taking it (laughs) for like a musical aspect but the thing is is like i think it's also helping me in terms of my public speaking as well not only to just the public but my private one-on-one conversations and the people i hold close to because um i was always like open about not having a dad sometimes i joke about it (laughs) <laughs> where I'll joke about it and people will find me like bro are you sure that's okay and I'm like I mean yeah I mean I've come to accept like who I am and yeah I'm fatherless but there's someone above who I call father so like I mean it doesn't necessarily really matter to me anymore and I find happiness in that but in terms of the communication going back to that um like I feel like definitely like it's kind of crazy the coincidences that I mentioned earlier like it wasn't until someone said something that it pretty much sparked something in me that's what I like to call it in terms of my relationship and my walk with Christ but like a lot of people need to need to find that spark in their life because you'll you could come to Christ you know you could accept him as your savior and you could literally just do nothing with the rest of your life for that and I feel like it isn't until that one spark that makes you realize and grasp like just how much bigger and how much we need God. And at first, the first spark for me in terms of my dad was like, I guess just, it was more so talking with like surrounding myself with Christians and other people and just finding my own identity in Christ that my father and I, while we share the same name, we're completely different. And we're all different, like, we're all articulately made under Christ in God's image. And that's when I, that was the first spark in terms of that. And in terms of the spark with my sexual immorality, it was my youth pastor. And it wasn't until he'd said something crazy to think that in a a youth group camp that it was meant for the, you know, middle schoolers, but it reached out to me as a leader myself and once he said something, that was the spark I needed. And immediately I knew it was God working in my life that I needed change. And from there, within the span of a week, I communicated not only to him, but like I said, to Ben and to other people. And it's just amazing how God is and like what he does for us and how much he loves us because it was in within literally that short amount of time where I knew I was like, wow, like the gears are turning. Like this is the path that God wants me to go on. And I know I will overcome it with him. And so I'm seeking in terms of communication now as well, a new concept and like a new understanding, something to apply to in a sense that I really need to be more open with people because I always hold stuff back. Or I say something and I don't mean it. I mean, most of the time I think I do. 
but it you need a lot of self-awareness and like you need to be conscious of yourself and what you say and in that sense like I just hope that I'm able to in like indulge myself with other Christians and mature my faith in that sense and be more open with them and talk to them and I also want to be a rock that people could also talk to because I don't want to just ask for like forgiveness not from God but like other people but also like I want to not only talk to them about about my problems but be a rock in their own personal struggles and their walk in Christ as well and I just hope that I'm able to make those connections and relationships here and just know that you're not alone it may seem that way may feel that way and sometimes you might physically be alone may not matter if it's for short amount of time but and a long amount of time but just know that God's with you and that with all like with him by your side all things are possible dude I know for a fact that you're gonna use every opportunity at Liberty to to its fullest potential because I can just see in the way that you speak and the way that you kind of drive your life you totally identify with being a child of God and seeing what God kind of sees you as because you know when God being a child of God means that so much more than just oh I'm a person in the world or something like that you kind of recognize what God has done for you as God being the father of everyone on earth you kind of recognize what he's done for you as your father how he sent down his son to die on the cross for us and how much he just cares for us and recognizing that it looks like you identify with that fully whereas maybe before you identified with your dad maybe had struggles but now that you've fully identified yourself with God being a child of God that stuff you've totally just taken the reins on your life and I can completely see how far you're gonna go and how just like with everything being being an assistant youth director coming to Liberty speaking about your struggles with other believers that's just totally your how you identify with God kind of spilling out into every aspect of your life and knowing that that's how you identify yourself is how you're gonna just excel in everything that you do yeah definitely and the thing is too is like I feel like the reason why I was struggling earlier was because like with the phases I would say in my walk with Christ the thing is is like I was kind of thinking about it and now I have come to uh I guess remind myself that yes I am it's like you're I'm pretty much in two phases at once um I'm in my second and third phase right now obviously I mentioned it but the third phase currently is insecurity um which like growing up I had a lot of insecurities in terms of like just um finances um personal image um my mindset (sighs) mindset it's a huge factor um and the thing is is that you need the self-awareness and the ability to step up and admit that you need help and that you need to seek god that's literally that's where it all begins and from what you were saying earlier ben um yeah like in terms of like where i'm grounded in right now like those are things I need to be working on and like obviously I'm not perfect still like 
I am currently in the insecurity phase of my life. Like, even though I came to this college hoping for accountability and not letting my mindset or finances hold me back, it's still a struggle that I think about because I tend to think towards the future of things. And, like, currently I'm thinking about uh, loans and just, like, a job right now, uh, being able to pay off being here and just... uh, whether or not I'd be able to establish those relationships. And with that, just like being able to fortify myself in Christ. But I have a feeling that God is like, I'm a hundred, like before I had my doubts, but now I'm a hundred percent certain that like God is with me. He is literally right next to me in all of this. And like, it's so reassuring And I just hope that, like, you all find that one spark. And, like, the thing is, is, like, it doesn't have to be singular. Like, like I mentioned before, like, I had multiple sparks. And it wasn't until this most recent one, until, like, a couple weeks ago, where I actually came to realize that, like, God is great. (laughs) It's very simple. It's very simple and complex to, like, say that. But it has so much meaning and depth behind it. And I just hope that um, it reaches to you in that sense that God could do anything. Dude, amen. I totally agree. And I totally just see you're trusting God that he's there with you. Despite maybe not having all the finances prepared, the job lined up. You know, I can just having that trust alone will get you so far in life, so far in this place we call earth and just experiencing it in a, with a positive outlook, which I know a lot of people, especially today might lack that positive outlook because they don't really know who to trust. You know, who can, who can I seriously trust in this world? And if you find that trust in God who created the world, you know, you, you can really do anything. You can get really far and kind of take the reins on your life without having fear involved in it, the back of your mind. So, David, I'm really happy that you took that leap of faith to come to Liberty with me for my last, my senior year, and for your junior year, because you transferred over. And I'm really excited to see how God just guides you and how you just allow God to kind of take you where he needs you to be and how you just trust in him, which is really beautiful and amazing. And I'm really grateful for everything that God's done in your life and how you've just accepted what God has for you. So, David, thank you for being on Episode 9 of the Leap of Faith podcast. And we'll all be praying for you as you go upon your journey of college and just working through your faith. So, that concludes Episode 9 of the Leap of Faith podcast. Thank you for listening and goodbye.